Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Before we get started today, just a quick reminder, feel free to reach out with any suggestions for companies I should be interviewing, topics you'd like to see, or if you'd like to see another episode like our recent panel discussion on tech titans and fintech, let me know what you think would be of interest and who might be a good candidate. I always love hearing from my listeners and uh, happy to have that conversation. So on today's show, today's show I have a bit of a different one for you. I have Jill Earthy of Female Funders. Female Funders is a organization that helps coach and educate women on making private investments in venture capital startups and private equity deals. And with that, here's my interview with Jill. Good afternoon, Jill. Good afternoon, Jason. Thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yes. Well, we're in your offices, so it's great for me to be here. So, uh, so we work, exactly. so great for all of us to be here. So uh, Jill Earthy, Female Funders, tell us about Female Funders. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Female Funders is an education program for female leaders across North America from different sectors who have a curiosity about investing through angel investing or in the venture capital space mm-hmm. for two applications. One, because they personally want to invest in, in the next stage of, mm-hmm. of company that shapes the future, and two, for professional development reasons, where they're making decisions within larger organizations, looking at innovation, and it's a, it's a great tool to understand the ecosystem in a different way. So both as individual investors and strategic investors, essentially. Yes, yes. Okay. So what was the genesis of this? Where did it come about? Yeah, it actually started about a couple of years ago, a woman, a Catherine Haig, who mm-hmm. had been a, a woman, an entrepreneur who'd built a business, who had experienced an exit, um, but during, while well, she was building the company, she had a difficult time accessing capital. Is gender bias we're talking about here or yeah, it's coming into know. play um, yeah. it's coming into play I mean there are lots of factors baked into those types of conversations mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day that's what she identified that she was she felt that she wasn't accessing capital because she was a woman well I mean this is a common refrain it's been a known issue in the valley I've heard yeah. it from several founders myself and even had one say that she specifically brings along a male programmer at all times just yeah. so that they think that he's an executive and that he's exactly. making decisions which is just what year am I in that this is a problem you know? right well you look at the data too right two point Two percent of venture capital going to women founders. Not bad. Two point two. Two point two percent. But then oh, you look at all. will be zero. It's so small. <laughs> but let's turn it around and look at the opportunity because we're also seeing. We know that actually after five years, women-led businesses, there's twenty percent more revenue growth. So <laughs> take re- that two point two percent. Right. The returns <laughs> yeah. um, are significant. Are are, are higher. Yeah. Maybe over a longer time period for businesses with diverse founders. But we're seeing yeah. like the data shows that you know investing in diverse Diverse teams investing in women founders is yeah. it's good. And it's also, I mean, I think it's also it may just be it's partially due to the fact that I think that it's that much harder. You got to be that much better. So maybe only the best ideas ever get that. And you know what? Maybe if we get to 50-50, it's even. And that's fine. I'm happy right. to live like that. But, right, right. but it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, there's still like, there's. I'm sorry, but women do not account for 2.2% of all the ideas. You, you, exactly. Yeah. But also you look at the, the system right now, right? And, yeah. and so maybe there's a different way to look at that too, right? It, it wasn't designed for everybody. And so there's a huge economic opportunity if we look at that differently yeah. um, and bring, and it is about diversity. It's about inclusion. It's about uh, having everybody at the table and unlock new capital, new expertise mm-hmm. to support different types of, of companies that okay. benefit us all. So tell me about like every path of the journey here. So you have, so where are these new, where are these female funders coming from in the first place? Yeah. So we have um, three sort of personas, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, so we have women who are senior leaders within large organizations. So mm-hmm. it could be financial institutions, could be professional services organizations, could be consumer packaged goods. And they're recognizing or their organizations are recognizing too, that there's a need to innovate. There's a need to 
to think differently. You look at, you know, we know in Canada that 98% of businesses is small. The technology is shaping everything. And so there's there's a desire, you know, as large organizations are shifting to understand that ecosystem and how they can play, well, how, how they <laughs> can lead in that, I should say. So we have a lot of women who want to understand that for professional development, but also, of course, they're looking at going, hey, can I invest in the next, yeah. you know, one of these, uh, the, the big companies like that have had a win. Sorry. And then there's oh, two others. So, I'll over, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Two, yeah. um, the other is technology leaders. So mm-hmm. those who are in companies like Amazon, Facebook, Shopify, who have seen growth internally and want and to participate. Exits, yeah. Exactly. And then the third are entrepreneurs themselves who have grown businesses to a certain stage um, and who want to participate. But then the other big, of course, wealth management, um, Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother sector too, where we're seeing both individuals within the wealth management sector or those who um, have obviously clients, um, the clients want to be That's a big challenge though, right? Like regulatorily, that is not an easy nut to crack. No, for sure. But there's, there's changes happening there too, Mm. um, which will be, which will make it a little bit easier. Oh, you're alluding tax, to something. Tax incentives, all sorts of different things. Than she's saying. <laughs> so, okay, so that's where they come from. Tell me about the education piece once they arrive. Yeah, well, and I think we've designed a program that's very collaborative. So we work with cohorts, so groups of, of women coming together from different sectors. And that's, of course, you want to learn and understand hmm. from each other too and bring different perspectives to the table. So we cover topics. We have four online learning modules, accessible, of course, by mobile device, um, covering everything from the overall landscape of the investing landscape, more focused on, on venture capital and angel investing. But it's also part of, like, as you're developing your overall portfolio, it's a piece of it. We cover a lot of that. We look at then how do you find these opportunities, right? And then, of course, once you find something, how do you assess it and tools around that? The deal mechanics, so the technical elements, the types of securities, the pros and cons of each from an investor side, from a founder side, mm-hmm. looking at that. The regulatory landscape, um, how does that fit in? So certain tax incentives, things like that. So understanding those pieces. And then what's your plan? <laughs> How do you develop an actual roadmap for yourself based on your own filters, your own interests, and your own, mm-hmm. so therefore your own investment thesis? Hmm. So we cover that. Office hours with male and female investor mentors, of course, um, participating, sharing their expertise and bringing the groups together. And then wrapped around all that, we do um, a lot of different things. Investment learning labs where we bring all of our different cohorts together to learn across each other, investor mentors, and we showcase different opportunities. So it's an active learning opportunity to explore together. So it's interesting because, I mean, to my experience, when most people are like, oh, I want to get into this, it's like literally they just, just want to throw money at stuff is, is, the, is the common refrain I see, right? Like all of this that you're talking about, which is fundamentally awesome. Like, right. like but high what, risk. High risk. But because yeah. we had in this, well, I mean, I just feel like no people understand risk in this world. All, right. all of this education you're providing, which is fantastic. Like did this come about? What's the reason for this to come about to bridge the gap? Was this like a, a, you know I'm not gonna, I'm not I hate to sound gender biased with this statement, yeah. but is it out of like a, a gender based fear? or stereotypical gender-based fear of getting into this realm because it's male-dominated? Like, where is it coming from? Like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't label it as a fear, but I think it comes down to, for us, women tend to be more risk astute. And I use that term because we look at All things. the data supports that. Yeah, you all the data risk supports it. Better risk selectors. We want to understand. Yeah. We want to have a have yeah. an environment where we can ask questions, where we can access the information that we need. Mm-hmm. We want experts. We want to collaborate. So that's the environment that we're creating is very much that pathway. So that bridge. And also, create the networks 
works, right? Mm-hmm. Because deal flow doesn't just no, it doesn't just appear. It doesn't appear. Sometimes so, it's a host podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. so curating that as well. I mean, ultimately, we don't want to have a female focused program. No. We would like it equality to be based. equality. So we have yeah. some catching up to do. And there's and women, and I'm lumping obviously myself into, <laughs> or those who identify as women, you know, want to learn learn in a different way. So so that's a big part of it. But you're absolutely right. As a result of that sort of a risk astuteness and wanting to learn and understand before yeah. writing a check, that results in better investment Which previous to your comment about the general nature of the structure of the industry in yeah. general, and again, my comment about when these people first start coming to me and talking about this, or they, they get the one deal like it's a pro, they get approached for, it's like something yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, this I'm is what in. I should be doing. Yeah. I should just be like cutting checks and there's a bit of a bravado that goes with that. It's definitely not what I expect from the fairer sex, quite honestly. So I think that, it, it, frankly, it's, again, yeah. uh, it's a much more stewarded, smart way to go about it. Well, and you think about the power within organizations, within even syndicates or, or mm-hmm. groups of in- investors, and you have that diversity of thought and perspective, right? Some well, who are it. more I mean, more risk, you know, let's just do it. And then yeah. others saying, hey, wait a second, let's think about that. Well, the decision at the end of that day is going to be way more powerful. So and is it, are these people free to make their own decisions or is this just like a, an angel pool? <laughs> like, how is this where you're laughing? So both, both ways? Well, no, or? I'm laughing because the free to make your own decisions. Well, when I say that, no, it's the, it's the, is it, this is a pool that they basically all throw money in yeah. and they all get a vote on or are they still making their own individuals that decisions yeah. as part of the... Yeah, no, great question. So so at the end of the program or even alongside the program, right, is they're going, okay, now, because it's like anything, you decide to buy a certain type of car and That's suddenly like, you look around and everybody has it. No, yeah. everybody that, has it. Yeah. So as soon as you start to identify as interested in these types of investments, and it is amazing how, you know, things happen. You bring it mm-hmm. up at dinner party, you bring it up wherever well, and things start to happen. everybody just happens to be starting this. Yeah, and, yeah. So, so very much we do try to curate different opportunities and whether it's larger funds that they wouldn't necessarily otherwise have access to mm-hmm. or whether it's presenting different types of companies that they may be interested in. So part of that last part of the program around the investment thesis is for us also to understand the interests and needs because a lot of these our participants also have expertise that they want to share, right? Mm-hmm. So how can we best match them up with opportunities that will align with their expertise and their and their capital? So we definitely match make a bit, but of course, they're going to see other things. And, and because we're North American wide, right, some want to invest in, you know, locally in their own mm-hmm. communities. And we'll coordinate that with some of the angel capital organizations that fit too, mm-hmm. or just where, yeah, accelerators or incubators, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so yes, the, so some of them, depending on their goals at the end of the program, will just go for it and they'll just connect in their networks or they'll also create a portfolio approach, right? And say, hey, I want a portion of what I'm going to allocate in this next year yep. is going to go to fund. And then others I'm going to do in direct call my own investment. shots on that one. Yeah. Yes. And then others, because that's a way to learn and, and obviously, you mm-hmm. know, mitigate risk. Mitigate risk yeah. But on the other hand, these two companies look awesome. Yep. I'm going to do duper due diligence on these. They're probably going to partner with some people, especially for the first couple investments. We highly recommend that Yes, <laughs> um, with some of the more experienced investors and shadow and follow along. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we help facilitate that. So, so, so some of the deal flow. So where are these all, where are these potential deals all coming from other than the cocktail parties we just referenced? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we have a broad ecosystem, right? Certainly in, in Canada and mm-hmm. Canada, North America, primarily. Where the podcast? Are all over the place. All uh, over no, the no, place. I'd say it's, um, you know, it comes up all the time. It's probably about 80% Canada, US. Okay. And then for some reason I get spikes in random countries, but yeah, it's uh, Australia, UK, all over Europe, Israel. Great. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, 
the innovation ecosystems are mm-hmm. alive in all of those oh, uh, yeah. countries. Lots of activities. So, so part of what we do is, yeah, we we connect in based on their interests. Right now, there's like health tech and ed tech and fintech, biotech yeah, and fintech and clean tech. Right. I mean, soon that tech word is just going to be dropped because yes, technology be tech companies. is everywhere, yeah. which is which is great. Camera who was said you, there's no such thing as a tech company in the future. You're either a tech company or dead. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's identifying based on your goals. What where are the right resources? Right. Yeah. And it does come from networks or participating in certain events or things in the community. Mm-hmm. There's also different platforms now where you can access DealFlow, whether it's you know AngelList or other online investment platforms yep. or FundFunder or different things. So it's, uh, yeah, so we definitely sort of help to guide that because there's also a lot of noise. Okay. There's, is there a, ever, there's a lot of oh, is there ever. activity and noise and and well, when people think that just because they hear of a company call with me like i'm going to invest in you it's like uh go i don't know who you are exactly we may have a series a talk to this person that's if you're right lucky. yeah like well understanding industry stage yeah. some people really like investing in super early pre-revenue companies well that's a whole different ball game or putting no some kidding. in others want to you know later stage like yeah. oh, series you're going to exit in six months yeah. yes yeah. all those things so yeah so it's figuring out the plan around good. that good so Basically, so how much deal flow have you seen thus far? So we just really launched the program though last summer, okay. so summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. So we are we've had four groups go through the program. We are seeing checks being written. Mm-hmm. We have no shortage of deal flow. It's how do we it's carry close that and, yep. close ratios? We are seeing more of that. An example would be you know we had one company present recently, a robotics company. One of our investor mentors who was guiding the discussion has decided to do deeper due diligence into mm-hmm. that company and offered it to some other members within the community. They are shadowing that due diligence process to learn, they will probably likely invest in alongside her. Hmm. So that's that's a powerful example. Others are seeing things in their own communities. They're using their investor mentors as guides and are, are starting to write checks. And some checks, and I think this is a key piece, are small to start, right? Hmm. Could be 5,000, could be 10,000 to start. Yeah, especially um, pre-revenue stages. In the early stage, and and it's about, yeah, that portfolio approach, but it's starting to do something, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the key piece, right? We often, I think all of us identify um, investors as, you know, certainly in early stage companies as writing million dollar checks and it can start somewhere, right? And and start to learn and take that that next step. So what surprised you about this entire process that you didn't think would come out of it? Like something that... You know, you would have been like, well, I never thought we would have ended up in this place. It's <laughs> hmm, an interesting question. Usually I, mean, I save those for the end, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing a lot of this work and in this space for a long time. I've taken a personal interest in investing as of about in, in this type of mm-hmm. uh, asset class probably about four years ago. So surprises. I don't think this is a surprise, but I would say there's more and more data you know, recognizing the importance of this. So, or, or not recognizing, you know, demonstrating yeah. and, and demonstrating. And and then I think the other key piece is just even the data around, you know, innovation um, within organizations, mm-hmm. right? And that role too, right? Yeah, so it five goes guys who look the same aren't going to be able to meet everybody's needs. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. yeah exactly. And it's, but it's the small startups that are getting going and those are going to drive the economy in a certain way, but we need the corporates too to participate. And mm-hmm. so that connection between the two, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And so I think that's something maybe I hadn't really seen as much previously. And I think that's maybe a result of, mm-hmm. well, those larger corporations realizing that they need to get moving on some of this and integrate innovation and connect with the entrepreneurial ecosystem in different ways. Mm-hmm. And there's data that supports that. How many how the deals are you seeing are earlier versus late stage? I mean, because of the stage and the size of the investors, that's yeah. definitely earlier stage. Yeah, so you would say you're not going to be able to participate in large like no. Series C, B or C rounds, no. right? Yeah. No, not at this stage. But 
I think the other part of it, some of the participants in our program have an interest in, in going into venture capital. Mm. So they will, some of them will start their own funds. Some of them will join VC I funds. Little, that's rather ambitious. Well, I'm going to start my own fund. Well, it, you know what? Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, I know it's, it's happening. Uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, you, yeah, you have to, it takes a lot of work, but there's more opportunity to do that. And, and we'll see those. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. See. it's funny because you know you know you hear these numbers and they they sound relatively small when we're talking about them, but the entire VC industry in general is a cottage industry in the grand scheme of things. So it can be a small cottage of the cottage industry <laughs> together Absolutely. pretty easily. Well, yeah, the media yeah. sort of. Oh, they make it sound like it's, the, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's the old, uh, when, you know, when I teach, it's like, oh, stock market versus bond market. Which one do you think is better? No right. one ever says bond market. It's like, no, the stock market's like a tick on the back of the bull that, yeah. is, that is the bond market, right? right? And it's like the VC market is like the molecule sitting on the back of that tick. Absolutely. Like it's just, yeah, yeah, it's all perspective, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, it's 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 all the, the oh, my God, can you believe it's, you know, all these people made this money that quickly. It's like, okay, what about the graveyard of people who lost money? Like, it's just, it's all a flash, right? The, the media, it's. It's always everybody's either going broke or, or getting rich. There's no, there's no in between. You know? Well, and that's what we need to change, right? We yeah. need to because there isn't, or I think there are different ways. Like it's not all about the unicorns. Yeah. It's about the deck of corns. The majority or, of yeah. the companies. Exactly. I've had an yeah. exit already myself, and it was not a unicorn, but it did very nicely for right? me. Yeah, the, I, I uh, have too. Like, yeah, yeah you get to the next stage. Like, oh, that was a nice paycheck. Yeah, yeah but good. then you move on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. In terms of the attitudes of people coming into this program, how do you think that they've evolved? Mm -hmm. uh, did they come in expecting something completely different and mature into something that someone that understood this? Was like a lot of mis like what were the misconceptions in general? Mm -hmm. You know what? Yeah, great questions, Jason. I would say the people coming into the program, I mean, they've sort of self-identified that they mm -hmm. want to take this next step, that they recognize the value in that. Now, some of them have deep finance backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Some are securities lawyers. So they have, ex like, ex or they're, you know, in senior leadership roles. They have deep expertise. What they haven't quite realized or, or don't feel in themselves, that they have the full knowledge mm -hmm. of the landscape and even some of the language and lingo and those types of pieces, right? So, so Conscious I think, and confidence. They, yeah. They, they're at that stage. So that's it, good. It, so yeah. this, I mean, we aren't really, we're just connecting the dots, mm -hmm. right? And demystifying part of the process. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things and terms and most of our participants are familiar with, but it's kind of putting them together in a context, in a story that makes sense, and then giving them a pathway to take action. So, uh, I mean, honestly, I'm watching this entire thing. I keep thinking to myself, and I'm going to denigrate my own gender with this one, but I keep thinking if I try to do the same thing, the number of yahoos that would get like in the first <laughs> in no time, they're like, oh, no, I see. Oh, this is how you do things. And here's a check. And like, just right. it's, it's, you know, unfortunately, marital stereotypes, marital stereotypes right. exist for a reason sometimes. But <laughs> so to date, what kind of growth have you seen? It's only been a year. Um, yeah. Is this, is this kind of following the path you thought it would? Yeah. I mean, you know, in a way you can consider that we're a bit of a startup, right? So we've had, we've validated the, we've dolls. So validated the product. Yeah. There's a significant market, yeah. you know, all of those things. We're ramping up. We're seeing action, like success for us mm -hmm. is seeing more, more women participate as, in, you know, writing checks yep. and influencing investment decisions. That's success. We're seeing that happen. We're now scaling up for, to serve many more people. I mean, our goal is just thousands of female leaders each year. So, mm -hmm. and beyond. So we'll have, we'll have another hundred go through the program this fall and and thousands in 2020. Fantastic. It's all one dead. Now, let me understand where your revenue sources come from mm -hmm. and how you fund this entire thing. Yeah. Well, we partner with a lot of different organizations. Mm -hmm. 
Participants do pay a fee for the program, and it, it's for a 12-month experience and, and, and saving them time and expediting their learning. So they pay a fee. We work with, with a number of corporations who are investing in our program to support their female leaders mm-hmm. to drive their bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. So they're framing a partnership with us. And then we we will, as our next phase, we'll have an ongoing sort of membership component because we also have more experienced investors coming to us saying, hey, I want, I want access. I don't necessarily need the education, but I want access to the community Hmm. and the deal flow. So we'll see part of that uh, rollout. And then there's a lot of new opportunities too, just around some of that curation of deal flow and uh, pieces where we're, we're looking at developing a further business model around it. So Fantastic. right now, not super complicated, but, yeah. but uh, yeah. And what's fine. the feedback been in general? That You asked me about surprises earlier. Not that I should be surprised, but you, you yeah. want to be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. The feedback has been phenomenal. The, yeah. the women going through the program are so committed. They're so engaged. And of course, they're our best champions and ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Satisfied there. customers so always is. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. That's what we, that's what we live for. So good. it's good. Excellent. So it means it sounds it's a diverse and wonderful initiative. And frankly, I, I, I applaud it. What are your larger ambitions for this? You say thousands. So like you want to roll this out. This is something that's because the regional. You want to move it national, internationally. What, do you, what are your larger grand scheme visions for this? Yeah. Well, we're currently serving North America. So okay. we have participants from Chicago, New York, okay, so San Francisco, yeah. Colorado, Halifax, mm. Toronto, <laughs> Calgary, Vancouver. So we have ambitions. We get actually almost weekly, we get people reaching out from Sweden, mm-hmm. Australia, Mexico, uh, UK, uh, and hmm. you know other countries in Asia. So it's it's amazing. So we definitely see the way that the program is is designed right now as primarily an online experience. I was going to say so. I mean, given that, components. yeah, given that. Yeah. So and it's you know again this, the things we can do now that we couldn't do before to, to have that kind of collaboration happening yeah. uh, in a non physical environment would have yeah. been incredibly difficult twenty Absolutely. years ago, right? Yeah. But I think it's important to note too, although the majority of it is online. We also host a lot of in-person gatherings mm-hmm. in a curated way so mm-hmm. that the different participants can connect with no, each absolutely. other. Absolutely. I mean, I think when you're going to do something as intimate as cutting a check to someone with your life savings, yeah. you, you want to kind of look them in the eye and exactly. get a sense for the kind of person they are. Right? Yeah. There's still a soft side to all this regardless yeah. of the analysis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll just say is that, you know, success for us looks like, so I mentioned that 2.2% of venture capital goes to women entrepreneurs. You know, when you look at the representation of investors, so mm-hmm. so in Canada, 17% of angel investors are women. It's slightly higher in the U.S., a little mm-hmm. bit over 20%. We recently released a report, the Women in Venture Report, which was looking at the landscape in North America. And How much do they kick our butts? Let me know. Yeah, well, <laughs> well 15% yeah. Um, yeah. and venture capital sort of fund managers are, are women. Mm-hmm. And then it's 13% of those in corporate venture capital. So, yeah, that's, so, so we the, have... the corporate, the institutions themselves are not recognizing the change or need as fast. Yeah. But then you look at the opportunity, right? Absolutely. So we can unlock that and shift those numbers. So that's absolutely. what success you know, looks absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. um, so before we wrap up, three questions. The first one is, if you had one wish for something you could change in your organization, the industry as a whole, whatever it is, what would that be? Can I say gender equity? Like, let's just... By all means. Okay. Yeah, gender <laughs> let's, equity. Let's do it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's um, <laughs> it's an idea that sadly is well past its time, yeah. becoming more and more to fruition. Well, and, and we need to go beyond gender too, but that's a starting point because oh, it is about yeah, well, it's, it's a, diversity of perspectives. That's it, and respecting that. And uh, okay, so the second one was, what's the biggest challenge you encountered that you didn't see coming when you started this? 
Mm-hmm. Opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you define it is like the traditional entrepreneurial challenge, right? The bright, shiny object syndrome. So, for, <laughs> for, okay, let's well, go over here. Let's go over <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And we have so many opportunities and so many things that we want to do. So it's just, you know, scaling up mm-hmm. um, to be able to service all of that. Fantastic. And the last part, last question is what gets you up in the morning and inspires mm-hmm. you to keep doing what you're doing and, and press on? Progress. Yeah. So the opportunity to have conversations like this mm-hmm. um, and to work with the people that I get to work with, both the men and women, mm-hmm. to to make this change. I mean, I'm in the fortunate position. I've had a, a winding path of a career like many people and all roads have led here. And uh, it's pretty powerful. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, both for your time and for your time in this initiative. I think it's very valuable. And I think <laughs> I, I think hopefully you'll get some people. I'm not sure. I actually don't know what the gender breakdown in my podcast is. Now I'm going to have to send like, out a survey. It's men and women working together. I know. But now I'm wondering, I've only had the men reach out. Women, if you're listening, none of you have ever bugged me for anything. So by all <laughs> means, feel free. You're not bothering. So thank you yet again. Yeah, thank you. All right. Take care. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jill. Like I said, it was a different kind of message, but I think a very important one. And with that, as always, I am Jason Pereira, and this has been FinTech Impact. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you did, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever you get your podcast. Till next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at fintechimpact.co.